Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. Howdy. How's it going, Imran? It's going okay. Time is a flat circle. Time really is a flat circle. I want to ask you, actually, how are you spending your, your uh, stay-at-home shelter quarantine lockdown situation? Because I don't think we've actually like talked about what you're doing. I think everybody else has kind of kind of said how, how how their things are going. The answer for two weeks was Final Fantasy VII, and now that's over. So now I have to figure out like what is next. What am I going to play another game? Am I going to start like binging through movies? Because I don't know. It's I live in the Richmond, which is like a primarily Asian district, and it's become a bit weird recently. Like a couple of days ago, somebody just went through and like bashed a bunch of Asian store windows. Oh no! So I don't super want to go outside, even if I could. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I. Basically, my days now are Ring Fit, which is not enough exercises I should be doing. Dude, that's like owning Ring Fit right now. That's like owning like gold, like a yes. block of gold, like you're balling. It's basically created a caste system of I have yeah. Ring Fit, other people don't, so I can do things. I the, fa the fact always. that you're saying you have Ring Fit right now is making me want to come over and like, like come over in a mask, of course, but yeah. then rob you, you know? Mm. I mean, I feel like I'd still know who you are, but yeah, I think it works out. Bless, way too yeah, far. I, way too far. Is that, is that too far? Yeah. Because the because yeah. Kevin, the mask has a dual function. No, it's I to get protect it. Me, yeah. it's, it's to protect from the germs, but then also protect my identity. No, I, yep, yep. You get it, Kevin? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. I got it. You're I like it. Yeah. You leapt to robbery versus, like, superheroism. Super heroinism? Super heroism. <laughs> like being a superhero. Yeah, that's like oh, heroin like, that's that's got PCP in it. Like anyone can wear the mask, but in oh. this case, I'm I'm yeah. wearing the mask. For, well, you turned, uh, well he's reasons. saying you went bad. You could have gone good. Yeah. How how have you made like a PSA of like Miles Morales saying anyone can wear the mask and everyone should? Oh, that'd be good. That'd that, be good. That's obvious. Like these are like free ideas for Sony. Yeah. Have you been watching any shows in the quarantine? Because let me tell you, I've been I've been starting shows that I like. I've been starting the most random of shows. Like I started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender a few days ago, and I am most of the way through season one. That's Dude, a pretty that's good, such show. A good show. Have you that's not watched it before? I so it was always on. It was on TV when I was a kid, and I would watch it when it was on TV. But I never made it a thing to actually like watch the whole series. And in fact, I missed pretty much all of season two and three because when I was a kid around the age of like 10 or 11 when that's when it was, that's when avatar was coming out i had moved to nigeria and then by the time i came back avatar was wrapping up and so basically i missed like there are two years of nickelodeon cartoon network that i just straight up missed um it's, and yeah it, avatar was included in that it's a fantastic show it's great that you actually get to watch it now especially like because when they were airing it nickelodeon kind of treated it like it was in the era where serial cartoons were a fairly new idea Mm -hmm. So they were just airing episodes kind of at random and different like time slots and they would go months without showing any episode and suddenly they would show five in a row. It's it was that kind of thing. So now is a great time to actually just sit down and watch sit it and just watch it through. And that's I, that's I think that's what I recall. I think that's why it was so weird for me as a kid, because like I remember turning on the TV and the same episode would come on over and over and over again. And it'd be like, all right, cool. I've seen them. I've seen them unlock Aang from the ice like uh, like Captain America like a million times. Uh, but you know, I'm watching that right now. I'm enjoying it. I just started Ozark season two, uh, which is anxiety-inducing, but I'm also enjoying it. Uh, and I, I'm finishing up what's left of Dave right now. I know there's new episodes coming out, but I've been watching a lot of TV. And let me tell you, man, it's all been hitting the spot. Yeah, it's been I, great. I've been still on that Law and Order train because it's like it's the perfect mm -hmm. thing to just not care about anything else. I just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch this, and it'll involve me for 40 minutes, and then as soon as it's over it all just leaves my short-term memory. Like, it's all just gone. And like, okay, great. Yeah. This did not make any imprint regular on me at all. Regular law and order? Or... Regular, yeah. Oh, okay. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, I was never a big uh, SVU fan. That show's fucked up. I love it. <laughs> like, it's it's fucked up for a while, but then it's like, I don't really care about these characters all that much. Like, sure. Yeah. Isn't Ice Cube in it? Ice-T. Ice-T. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, Kevin, I understand. I get, I get them mixed up too. 
I get them mixed up too. Today's stories don't include Law and Order. Today's stories do include a new XCOM game, a canceled WWE game, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to, going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or listen later on podcast services around globe by searching for kind of funny games daily every time i get to that part i get more and more scared to to bang my my fist on the desk because as as the weeks have been going more and more things been populating my desk and so right now i have like two cups my phone my switch my hat and just like sit my, on your like, desk just sit on your desk i'm not it's gonna sit fine. on my desk kevin literally if I add one more happen. thing to my desk it's gonna collapse it no, is going to collapse so if i add one I hate more thing you. i did such a good job putting that stupid desk together and now you're just talking shit about it. Such me. a good job, but it's missing like four screws, is what you said. Yeah, but like non-essential screws, clearly. <laughs> non-essential <laughs> screws. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Uh, now it's time for some housekeeping. PS I love you episode or PS I love you XOXO episode 15 is live. It's me and Greg talking about a ranking the features of the PS5 DualSense controllers. So head on over and check that out. Uh, Kevin got a bug bite. That's the thing that I added to the housekeeping because I asked before the, the show, what do I need to add to the housekeeping? Kevin you said can he got see, a bug bite. You see Kevin, how you red it is? It's right there. It's a big bump. My arm doesn't oh, look you're showing it on video. normally. You that explains it? why you're looking so swole, Kevin. It hurts. Yeah, I thought, I thought Kevin was working out. Turns out that's just a bug bite. I'm thinking about <laughs> getting a knife and trying to bleed it out. Uh, okay, well... I saw that on uh, House once. I'm like, no, I just... I've it, never... I don't want to see that ever again you or see think it? about it ever again. Right there. That's, that shouldn't be there. I know how I feel about this. Yeah. Uh, Greg is streaming The Division 2 tomorrow, and here's the thing. I'm going to call Greg because I know this is like a fundraising thing, but I don't know the details of it. And I only remembered to add this to the doc like as we we're starting this show. And so I didn't – I haven't – gotten the details of it hold on what's going on with I, my phone? I feel like kevin would be the one of the person of yeah. kind of funny most likely to be like jeff goldman with the fly of just being like fascinated that he's turning into a bug yeah i think I'd hopefully he answers well. yeah if he doesn't answer he doesn't get any money for this front fundraising them's the rules i don't make them greg miller you're live on kind of funny games daily don't say anything incriminating I'm getting my thumb taped up. You're getting your what now? I'm getting my thumb taped up. Your Blessing, thumb taped up. say hi. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin says hi. Yeah, I cut my thumb last Oh, you cut your thumb? I saw Jen's pictures. He looks like a murderer. Yeah. Oh, how, wait, how did this happen? Hold on, I'll call you back. Okay, call me back. <laughs> Bless, all you had to do was ask about the fundraiser. He's trying <laughs> yeah, to fight wait. cancer or something. <laughs> He, I can't, you go I can't, to it. He's streaming with Fran. I can't change the topic. Tomorrow, he's mortally wounded. At t- now at the fundraiser is about Greg's thumb. If he's hurt, I'm not going to change the subject and be like, "Okay, cool. Your th- your thumb is cut up. Whatever. Okay, Tell me fair. about Division Two. To be fair, it happened yesterday. I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is old news. It, oh. yeah, pretty much. Call anyway, like, he, he's when he calls back, we'll uh, we'll ask him about Division Two. But uh, just so you know, he's oh here he is. Sounds like his thumb divided. Oh. <laughs> Greg Miller, what's up? Blessing out of you, Junior. Not much. What's up with you? So, uh, what I originally wanted to ask you when you when I called you is, what's up with this Division Two thing tomorrow? Because I know I know it's a fundraiser. I know you're raising money against cancer. I believe I don't think it's for yeah. cancer. Uh, can you tell me the sure. details of that for the people to know? Sure, everybody. Hey, it's me, Greg Miller. And if you didn't know, I went to a little place called the University of Missouri, and I also had cancer. These are un- these are not connected. Uh, and so the American Cancer Society reached out to me. They're doing a college streaming tournament to see which college can raise the most money as a la Extra Life. But it's in a tournament like March Madness. And so I'm currently playing Florida. I'm representing the University of Missouri. I'm the Missouri representative raising money for uh, American Cancer Society. And so tomorrow I'll be streaming the Division Two. We're going to be doing the raid uh, twitch.tv slash games at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you so much, Greg. No problem. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 2 p.m. to watch Greg Miller. Was it do me or did he, did he imply that uh, Mizzou gave him cancer? He, he said they're not related, he, which is a thing that seems like, why would you need to tell right? us that? that seems weird. Yeah, no, that seems, it seems like he's covering up so or something. So going to Mizzou probably gives you cancer. Did I Mizzou mean, cut his thumb is the question? I think the answer is yes. 
There's a lot of different things is that Jen are being cutting his thumb. Here, you know, and I like it's it. very possible. On, be- on behalf of Mizzou, I think we figured it out. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with number one, there's a new XCOM game. It's coming next week. Uh, I'm pulling from a release a release uh, put out by 2K. They write, 2K today announced that XCOM Chimera Squad, an all-new standalone title in the award-winning turn-based XCOM tactical series, is currently scheduled to be released digitally for Windows PC and or on April 24th, 2020, with a special limited time introductory price of $9.99. Set five years after the events of XCOM 2, humans, hybrids, and aliens are now working together to forge a civilization of cooperation and coexistence. However, not all of Earth's inhabitants support the Interspecies Alliance. CD31, a model of peace in a post-world in, in, or a post-invasion world, is opposed by mysterious groups whose agendas threaten to shatter this delicate interspecies alliance. Chimera Squad, an elite, an elite force of human, hybrid, and alien alien agents, must work together to destroy the underground threats driving the city toward chaos. Imran, are you are you into XCOM at all? Does this speak to I you? really like the first game. I never actually gave XCOM 2 a shot despite owning both that and War of the Chosen. I think maybe that is one of the quarantine backlog games I'll probably take a, a shot at. But yeah, this is this is surprising to me. Just kind of out of nowhere. Like, yeah, we have a new standalone XCOM game here. Just play it in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's I think it's really good timing for them. I don't know if this is a thing where they pushed up their schedule or anything like that to get this out. But I mean, right now, we're, while everybody's at home, to release a game, to release, release release an XCOM game, which those games tend to be, like, meaty games, right? Those are games you can sit down and really spend some time with. Like, I mean, that seems that seems good for them, the fact that they're able to release it digitally. The fact that this seems this seems to not be, like, a, like a big XCOM release, right? This seems to be, like, a, like a spinoff kind of game, right? It yeah. being 10 bucks, it being released digitally only uh, for now. Like, I think that kind of that kind of speaks to the size and scope of this thing, uh, which might be like the right choice for them, you know, given what, given what, us coming off of XCOM 2 a couple years ago. Um, actually, how long has it been since XCOM 2? That came out in what, 2016, 2017? Seems a long time ago. I feel yeah, like it was earlier than that. Well, maybe not. Because I remember it, it launched on PC first. Yeah, that's but nobody counts that. Yeah. It was only mouse and keyboard for a while, too. It didn't even have controller support. And then it came to consoles a couple of years later, about a year later. Kind of funny that consoles, you're wrong to tell us. But I, yeah. be- I believe, yeah. Which is like, that's why when they say this is only for Windows PC right now, I assume it's coming to consoles down the line. Later on. Yeah. yeah. Does this seem like the right move for XCOM for you? Yeah. I mean, where else could you go, really? Besides, like, XCOM 3, and I assume they're saving that for, like, next gen or whatever. But... Yeah, it's like smaller little expansions seem like the best place to take XCOM of. Oh, this is just a little city where apparently there's like a... What is that movie? District 7? Oh, District 9. I want to say it's in the teens. District 9. District 9? Is that what it was? Yeah. So District 9, like it kind of like that, like a District 9-ish thing of... But there's people who are trying to subvert it. it. It seems neat to have like a smaller scale, not a global warfare thing, like just taking mm. down a a local what's the word you want to use terrorist group within mm-hmm. the city sounds cool so can you give me the pitch for XCOM because the thing I know about XCOM like Enemy Unknown is that yeah there's humans there's, there's aliens it's a strategy game um, and people tend to name the characters after their friends that's like the extent of my, of my knowledge of XCOM uh, but yeah. I didn't know about hybrids or hybrids like the humans and aliens like did a fusion dance and came together or what happened uh I I don't know about hybrids. I'm going to assume just based on the name, they're like it's less fusion dance and more like horizontal limbo kind of thing. Oh no, that's what I oh no, that's what I, I thought. But I, I didn't assume want to it. I don't know. But, uh, you played Fire Emblem, right? No. Hmm. Have you played any strategy RPGs? I mean, I no. All the ones I've tried are just not. I've just not enjoyed them. Like I tried Starcraft back in the day, and I've also tried like Wargroove, um, and like Advanced Wars, which I know is kind of kind of different but within the same overall genre it's it's pretty much like 
like that. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, you have a grid-based thing, or not even necessarily grid-based, but like a movement-based thing where you can get close to enemies or, you know, peck at them from a distance. And it's a lot about risk management and numbers and trying to figure out like, oh, well, I have 50%. There's a decent chance it'll hit, and then it won't hit, and then you get really mad at the game. It's that kind of thing, but it's it can be as punishing as you want it to be, depending on what, like the difficulty you're playing on. Mm-hmm. I I've heard XCOM Two is a lot more punishing than XCOM One, so if you're gonna try one, I would probably start with the first one. But yeah, I if you don't like strategy RPGs, I don't think this is gonna be the game that changes your mind. Yeah, and actually, that's my thing too. Is now that I think about it, I did try because XCOM Two or XCOM Enemy, Enemy Unknown Two, I forget which one, but one of the XCOM games was free on PS Plus. Yes. I remember that coming out, and I remember trying it, and, and immediately being like, "No, the same. This ain't me. Like I, those <laughs> games just never, n- never vibe with me." But hearing my friends talked about talk about them, like they sound cool. Like they sound like something that I understand why people people love those games. Like they they sound dope. Like there's a permanent permanent death element too to it, also, right? Yes, which is why people like make their friends and stuff like that in the game because then people get very offended. Like, how could you let me die? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Awesome. If you're an XCOM fan, then stay tuned for that. Check that out. I assume, so- by the way, that I think that like this is probably supposed to be announced a couple of months ago and obviously couldn't be. Because oh, there's, been, so? there's been a number of 2K announcements just kind of slip out, like the stuff for Switch and things like that. Like mm-hmm. they, they seem to be just kind of putting out whatever they can put out right now, which is probably a smart idea. That makes sense. Story number two. Star Fox and Team Fortress voice actor Rick May has died from COVID-19. I'm pulling from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku, who writes, Rick May, a veteran voice actor whose, mo- whose most notable credits in video games were playing Star Fox's Peppy, uh, Peppy Hare and Team Fortress 2's Soldier, has died at the age of 79 from COVID-19. May, who also voiced Star Fox's Andros and Genghis Khan in Age of Empires 2, had been, been in a nursing home after suffering a stroke earlier in the year where he contracted the virus. An art school where he had been teaching announced the news, uh, adding that he had, he had then moved to Swedish hospital where he received care before he passed on. In addition to those more well-known roles, May also appeared in games like SOCOM 2 and Sly 3. Uh, the Sheep Whisperer writes in and says, All I want is a moment of silence for Rick May, voice of... He- voice of Peppy Hare from Star Fox and Soldier from TF2. He was 79 when COVID-19 took him. May he barrel roll, barrel roll and rocket jump in peace. Uh, so Imran, I want to take a few seconds to have a moment of silence. Awesome. Thank you for that. And then, uh, yeah, like this is one of those things where like we've been talking on the show a lot about COVID-19 because it's all really anybody can talk about because it's kind of it's not even kind of it's taken over our lives for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've been talking about it a lot from the perspective of the effects that it has on games and consoles and delays and entertainment, because that's like those are the things that are most kind of visible to us. But, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like like. This is this is one of those sobering reminders that where we're at right now is way bigger than us. Like it's way bigger than games. It's way bigger than than, than any of this. Like I like there are quite a few friends friends of mine now who like are talking about how like they have family members who had COVID nineteen, right? And like I think the, the well there was there was one friend of mine who has had like an aunt pass away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this whole situation kind of, I mean not even kind of this whole situation sucks. Yeah. Uh, and so. Rick May, you know, like being the vo- being a voice in Star Fox, being vo- being a voice in, in Team Fortress and other games that we're all aware of. Um, this year, there uh, he passed away from COVID nineteen. Sucks, um, but may he rest in peace. Yeah, he's had a significant like I, I would say even if you're just kind of tangentially related to games or even like if you post on <laughs> any kind of forums, you've probably heard his voice in some form because yeah, both Soldier and Peppy O'Hare have like significantly been. It sounds like a uh, dismissive thing to say, but significantly memed over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. or last two decades, honestly. So this guy is—he is extremely prominent in that sense, and in most, in the actual intended sense as well. So it's a—it's a huge loss. Story number three. WWE 2K21 reportedly has been canceled in favor of a new game. I'm pulling from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. Reports have emerged that 2K Games will not be publishing its usual annual wrestling title this year. Justin Leeper, who previously wrote narrative for earlier WWE games, published a video 
video sharing details of big changes to the series this year. He also pointed to the fact that uh, this year's WrestleMania event historically, or actually, sorry, let me back up again a bit. Uh, let's see. Justin Lieber says, "Quote: I've heard from reliable sources, uh, and I've heard from reliable sources, and I truly believe that WWE 2K21 has been canceled." He said, "There will be no." There will be no game this year. He also pointed to the fact that this year's WrestleMania event historically used used as a platform to announce or tease the new WWE game featured no such news. According to Ringside News, Leaper previously shared insight on why WWE 2K20 suffered so many issues. Gamesindustry.biz has reached out to 2K Games for comment. In his video, Leaper said these, these issues influenced the decision to scrap the game and suggested the series would benefit from a year off. He alluded to changes behind the scenes, most likely to split, to uh, most likely the split between 2K and the series' longtime developer Ukes, and that current developer Visual Concepts needs more time to become better accustomed with the process of making these games. Leaper also suggested that COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted the production and distribution, which will also have affected 2K's plans. However, while his opening claim said there will there will be no no traditional WWE uh, 2K this year, he did hint that a palate cleanser is on the way. Quote, I've heard also that there is al another WWE game this year that 2K is publishing a different kind of WWE game from a different kind of developer that's not visual concepts, he said. Quote, I can say more on that, but I won't because I've already pissed, probably pissed off a lot of people at 2K. Finally, Leaper claimed that next year's, which Leaper claimed next year's game, which he referred to as 2K 2022, Will not be the next generation. Will not be on ge next generation consoles. Instead, uh, it will it will still be released for PS4, Xbox One, and probably PC. Imran, what is your take on all of this? So the uh, the assumption has always been that 2K is kind of contractually mandated to make a game every year. I assume some force majeure stuff has kicked in, and they are not contractually mandated this year to release one, which is mm -hmm. good because last year was really bad a trash fire yeah it was like it was people made fun of that game in a way that even if they came made money it tarnished the brand in a bit a very bad sort of way so mm -hmm. i'm i'm betting 2k is probably quite happy to take a year off on that sort of thing it may be a loss in revenue but probably the, if they can come back with a much bigger thing later in the in 2022 or next year then hopefully like it could be better for the series as a whole granted i don't know if since they released that last game, maybe they're not thinking on that level yet, but it could work yeah. out that way. Like, I I wonder what their vision is for for WWE 2K now, because the whole situation last year was because of the handoff from Ukes to visual, visual Concepts, and that rushed handoff kind of led to that game being a, the trash fire that it came out being. And so the idea that, yeah, now Visual Concepts will have, I guess, a full year to work on that game, which still still at this point doesn't sound like enough, right? Because you imagine for Ukes, they had the time, or let me not say they had the time, but by by the time you you got to like the later WWE 2K games with Ukes, like they have a, they have a structure to those games. You imagine later iterations, like 2016 coming off of 2015, for example. You imagine that they are just adding things on or like making tweaks to the game that already exists and then repackaging that as the new new title. For visual concepts, you imagine that they kind of have to start from the ground up in some sort of sense. And so this taking a year off might come as like a blessing in disguise in a way wow. for them, I imagine. No pun intended. <laughs> um, that said, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm curious about two things. One, the idea that next year's game is going to be on PS4, Xbox One, and, P and PC and not on the next gen consoles. That sounds extremely weird to me uh, and, and in a way that like from a sales perspective from the perspective of all these consoles are already out like let's just let's just make games for these consoles so we can sell copies like i guess that makes sense but you imagine that they would just put out like a cross gen like a cross gen version or maybe it's a thing where they don't have enough like manpower to make that happen who knows but that strikes me as very weird it it is a little weird and i who knows if that's like the actual final plan maybe they do have like they're making a last-gen version, then having somebody upport it. Maybe just the narrative designer doesn't know that there's a next-gen version in the works as well. Or maybe mm. it's just like, we don't have an idea really of like what the future of smart delivery really looks like in terms of marketplace. Like, what if this people do just buy old-gen games and play them on new-gen systems 
and it turns out to be a better thing, but no one's really looking at the line between consoles that much anymore. That's mm -hmm. also possible, and it would kind of help out somebody in like the a 2K who makes a yearly game that doesn't always perform super well. So in that sense, yeah, it could that could be the reasoning. I very much doubt if it's releasing next year that they don't have a next-gen version in some form or another, but it could be a way that we just really have not fathomed yet. I'm also curious about what this uh, this replacement game is going to be. That's that's mentioned here, right? Like, what what is a spinoff WWE WWE game that comes out this year looks look like? Like, is it? Um, and this might even be more so of a Greg Miller question since Greg Miller is like the wrestling guy here. But we've had we've had like weird offshoot wrestling games before with um fuck what was it called? I think there was one called like WWE All Stars or something like that that was like kind of cartoon like had like almost like nba jam type yeah, graphics yeah. where all like the features are like like um which call it like more cartoonish yeah more, more cartoonish yeah um i wonder if that's the route or if i want i wonder if you you would try and make like a fire pro kind of thing but that's wwe branded like i'm i'm, I'm curious about that let me throw this out there john cena game made by platinum games oh my god that the dodge mechanic is time slows down. And he says, you can't see me. And then you wail on people with combos while time is slowed down. I'm in it. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. And it, everything takes place in a ring, too. It's like a Royal Rumble kind of thing where you're just taking, taking out a bunch of enemies. Or it's just a normal, like, it's a Bayonetta-style game, but when a fight starts, a ring just pops up from the bottom. Like, there's oh no explanation <laughs> ever. It just happens. Frank Furter writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can, and says... Good morning, Blessing and Imran. 2K Games is not releasing a new wrestling game this year, but it will, in, it will instead opt to release one in 2022 with a smaller palette cleanser this year. The reason behind the cancellation was due to two things, COVID-19 and the developer not knowing what the hell they're doing. For reference, please see 2K20. My question is, with an already tarnished record with 2K20's release last year, will not, will not putting out a 2K21 hurt the developer's reputation even further? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. I mean, we're in a situation with the Olympics is being delayed a year and being called still the Summer Olympics 2020 next year. So, no, it's I think people are going to understand on a fundamental level. If the game still comes out next year and still sucks, then yes, that will hurt the reputation. But I don't think it will hurt it much more than if it came out this year and still sucked. Yeah, and I think the thing for me is, like, how much lower can you go? Like... And like this is like no offense to like the developer or anything, but it's one of those things where it's not like it's Bioware that is releasing that like that's skipping a year or coming off of like their however many like bad bad game um this year, right? Like it's it's visual concepts coming off of 2K 2K20. And I think at this point there's kind of no expectation for them, right? Yeah. Like it's and it's not even like Ukes was making like the making wrestling masterpieces either. Like Ukes is also coming off of like a streak of making like very fine like mediocre to fine wrestling games and so yeah visual concepts are not releasing a game this year i think if anything only helps them i think the idea that yeah we can forget about them for a year and they come they can come back possibly fresher than than they have been like i think that can only be a good thing honestly what will be bad for them is if they release a game next year and yukes also releases their wrestling game that they've been talking oh, yeah. about next year and yukes game is good it's not necessarily guaranteed that's going to happen, but if that does turn out to be the case, then it'll look really bad for 2K and visual concepts. Yeah. Do you have any 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 prediction on what Yuke's game might be? Because I know like the idea of it being AEW has been thrown around, and I'll I don't know how legit that like I don't know if it's a rumor, but I don't know I don't know how how likely that is, but I think that would be like a baller kind of thing to, for them to go with the other guys and for that to be like the the matchup. I they were they said they were working on that game like before AEW like became a thing. Granted, it wouldn't be hard to like transfer work over to make that an AEW game because yeah. like most of it's just a fundamental wrestling game. I think it would be dumb of AEW to not have contacted Ukes and be like, "Hey, can we just like get in on this?" But who knows? It could be a a totally original wrestling game of of which we have not had since like the SNES era. <laughs> yeah. Story number four. 
Switch's new 10.0 update is live. I'm pulling from Richard Lawler at Engadget, who writes, The latest software update for Nintendo, Switch's, Nintendo Switch consoles has arrived, and version 10.0.0 is finally ready to fix an issue that has plagued the system since it debuted, moving games between internal storage and an SD card. Until now, if a game was in either place and you wanted, you wanted it on, on the other, uh, then the solution would, was to re-download it. Now Switch owners can move the downloadable software, update data, and DLC with ease. Game saves and update update data is still excluded. Uh, another change should make gameplay accessible for many people since you can remap the controller buttons. According to the notes, up to five up to five stick and button conf uh, configurations can be changed for each paired controller. As long as, as, long as it's a Joy-Con, the buttons on the Switch Lite system or the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. There are also some new Animal Crossing related icons for your for your profile and a bookmark feature for new items. You, uh, your system should should grab the new update automatically, or you can start the process manually. Imran, this all seems like good news. It's yeah, good for accessibility. Yeah, it's mo more people should copy that thing that Sony was doing of being able to adjust the buttons for anything, anything you want, just change it out. I saw people were yeah. saying that you could play Resident Evil 4, of which you've courted some controversy recently, I noted. But you can play it with one hand, which is cool. Uh, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It Just make be... that game more hard to control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're really just deep in it now, aren't you? I know. Uh, I It would be good for RPGs, especially. Like, just playing, uh, putting all this stuff onto one controller if you can, and not having to, like, play or. Not having to hold both Joy-Cons for an RPG would be pretty nice. Beyond that, like, yeah, it's mostly just accessibility, which isn't necessarily something I need. I'm probably not going to mess around with it too much because I never really messed around with the PS4 stuff. I know people who can't play on Nintendo systems because the the confirm and cancel buttons are uh, reverse from where they are in every other system. Yeah. So this is good I, for them. I, I've seen some people do that on, on Twitter, like switching around the A and B buttons because they've had enough. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's sacrilege. I think you should just deal with it because that's the way Nintendo does it. But I'm not. I do whatever you want to do. That's fine. Do whatever you want to do. I, I like the remappable buttons. Uh, one for yeah the accessibility stuff, but then also just for like a like my biggest pet peeve with Nintendo Switch uh, or NES Online, for example, is that you can't remap the buttons in that app when you go and play like old NES games. Yeah. And so the idea that I can just like remap the buttons and then go in there and actually play the way I want to play is like, is it's a godsend. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, also the, the storage stuff is very useful. I've had it uh, where I've, I've bought an SD card and I've had to like redownload everything, which is a pain. And so the idea that I can just transfer everything over uh, is really nice. And then, yeah, a lot of people are going to like the Animal Crossing related icons. And so good on you, Nintendo. It's weird that it took three years for move stuff off the S or onto the SD card. Like you'd figure I feel like that it's not be... weird for Nintendo. I feel like I feel like that's a very Nintendo thing for them to be very late on something that seems so simple. Mm -hmm. I I need to probably get a new SD card soon. I think I'm either close to filling up or probably actually just straight up at the line. How how big is is yours now? I want to say it's two fifty six. I don't remember oh, exactly. Dang. So. Yeah, it, stuff can add up, and like some games are just huge. Like you buy a sixty-gig game, that's that's most of your that's a lot of your SD card right there. Story number five: PlayStation announces their Play at Home initiative. Uh, I'm pulling this from the PS blog. It's a blog post written by Jim Ryan, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. People all over the world are doing the right thing by staying home to help contain the spread of COVID-19. We are deeply grateful to everyone practicing physical distancing and take our responsibility as a home entertainment platform seriously. So we are asking for, we're asking our community to continue supporting the safe choice and the need to play at home. As a thank you to all who are doing their part to lessen the impact of the pandemic, Sony Interactive Entertainment is pleased to announce the Play at Home initiative. Play at Home has two components. First, providing free games to, to help keep the PlayStation community entertained at home. And finally, establishing a fund to help smaller independent game studios who may be experiencing financial difficulties continue building great experiences for all gamers. To support Play at Home, PlayStation will try to make those occasionally dull moments f more exciting by offering Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection and Journey available for free for a limited time through digital downloads from April 15th at 8 p.m. Pacific Time through May 5th, 2020 at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Once you redeem the games, they're yours to keep. 
In alignment with SIE's goal in preserving internet internet access in the U.S. and Europe, game downloads may take a little longer, but we appreciate the, the, the understanding from our community as we take these measures in an effort to preserve access for everyone. And then they talk about creative funding. Independent developers are vital to the heart and soul of the gaming community, and we understand the hardships and financial struggles that many smaller gaming gaming studios are facing. With that, SIE, SIE has developed a fund, support, uh, fund to support them during this time. We have earmarked $10 million to support our independent development partners. More information about the fund, including participation criteria, will be made available soon. During these days of physical distancing, fans have turned to gaming for, for, um, for moments of respite and enjoyment. At, so at Sony Interactive Entertainment, we are privileged to bring this much-needed entertainment. We know this is just one small step, and we're thankful to be able to, to offer this support, this support to our players, our communities, and our partners. Imran, this seems like a really cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really into this. It's a good idea. Like it from both a, you know, actual charitable, like ph- philanthropic, philanthropic, philanthropic style thing, mm-hmm. or, and also from a marketing perspective, these are both good things of, Hey, we want to get these things into your hands. So you'll have free games to, you know, to enjoy under PlayStation for like Greg was asking a couple of weeks ago, like, why aren't more people doing this now? And I guess now that they're realizing it's probably going to last more than a couple of months, they mm-hmm. it makes sense to like I don't want to say take advantage of it, but like use this to make because businesses still have to run. So I guess yeah. like this is, a, this is a smart way to, you know, hit some of those end goals, especially the independent fun. That is a, a good way. That's a really like, cool thing. Because like right now it doesn't super matter what's coming out of the PS4. Like, yes, it does, but it doesn't. But let's say in next year, when you're looking for stuff to play on a PS5, you need those developers who are currently struggling to make indie games to have games to release because those fill up a window. So to give them like $10 million is honestly a drop in the bucket to uh, make sure that library can fill in a little bit. And honestly, by not going to shows and not going to E3, they're probably saving more than that. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think in in terms of uh, like why haven't we seen this already? Like, I'm I'm with that. Uh, I think I think it's one of those things where you also I I think we've had we've had enough weeks to see that like being philanthropic in this way isn't going to have like big blowback. You know, in terms of people being like, oh, you're taking advantage of a pandemic or whatever that conversation may be. Um, and so like and and it seems like Sony is doing it in the right way, right? Like. Hitting it from both sides, being like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna provide t- we're gonna provide free games, and they're yours to keep. It's not a PS Plus thing. It's not a temporary thing. These are your games to keep." Um, but then also, yeah, we're we're allocating money to help indie devs that are having trouble during this time. I think that's an awesome thing, um, and it's the right decision, like yeah. for sure. What do you think about the choices? Like Uncharted, great collection. I get Journey to me seems pointed. Because that game is coming out on Steam in like a couple of months. Not even a couple of months, it's a couple of weeks. So I wonder if that's like, we want you to, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning for that would be. But mm-hmm. again, they, they basically took two PS3 games and put them for free. I wonder yeah, if that like... Was, that's kind of more my read on it is, I'm looking up Journey right now to see if it was actually published by Sony when it came out. Or if it was published like independently or something because like i like this strikes me as just hey these are two two sony games yeah it looks like it on playstation was published by sony and then on pc it's like published by annapurna um but this strikes me as like two games that they can do this easily with because they own the games and because they're able to make those offers easily like they don't have to go through any hoops to be like hey yeah let's offer like in chart especially right you don't have to jump through any hoops to be like let's offer this one because this is a thing that one we we just gave away for free on ps plus but also, like, you know, nobody's going to tell us no with Uncharted. And then for Journey, I assume it's like a similar thing of like on our platform, we're the publisher. And so we have more control over how we treat this thing. Um, I, you're wrong. The final boss fight says in Germany and China, players have Nat 2 in Journey instead. So oh. not Uncharted. Which I, I assume wow. is just a weird thing about genres and the content versus like, I don't know. But I, I maybe Nat 2 is going to be a game. Because they don't say that this is a like one and done. This is not just the single time they release yeah. these games. Yeah, and like Nac Two, I think falls in line with what I'm also saying is that like Nac Two is another game that's very much owned by PlayStation, and they yeah. can do whatever they want with it. And so I wonder if like since this is the first the first round of it, maybe it, it is the thing of like, hey, let's just 
go with what we have now and then maybe if we can reach out to third parties later on uh say if like we're gonna do this for another month then yeah let's reach out to ubisoft or somebody to see if they can they can offer up anything but i imagine this is and this is an easy start for them my question are not question like my can not concern either i guess i'm more interested is like are they going to go bigger from here or like it's not about ownership necessarily but like is the next game going to be uncharted 4 is it going to be like second son or is it going to be like I don't. I'm trying to think like, like older. Or it's going to be like God of War, or Spider-Man, or something like that. Yeah, like, like do they do bigger games, or are they kind of sticking to? We're not really making that much money off this thing anymore, so let's put this out there. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily see like a God of War or anything like that's like recent showing yeah. up on, on here. Maybe, and maybe we see like a Detroit Become Human because they've already even given that away on PS Plus before. But like in terms of something that's big and in recent, I. I'm more inclined to think that like maybe next month we get like infamous second son or maybe not the order 1886, but like something, something that's in those ratchet and clank, something that's like that. The order 1886 doesn't keep you at home for very long. No, exactly. It keeps you at home (laughs) for a couple hours. (laughs) To be clear, I'm not making, I'm not looking to give horse in the mouth here. I just like, I'm, I'm curious where they take it. What's their end goal for this? Yeah. What's like the conversation that they're having behind the scenes about this thing and and how they want to treat it. Story number six. There's a new trailer for the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope. Uh, and Kevin, I did not prep you on this, and so I know we probably cannot hear the trailer if we decide to watch it live. Is that correct? Gotta yep. wait for him. Yep. All right. But in that uh, case, I mean, if you want, I can do some magic and make it work. Uh it's all good. It's all good. People know what Little Hope is. It's the Dark Pictures well, no, an- they can hear anthology. It. Oh, they can hear it. We just can't hear it. Yeah. Imran, what do you think? You want to watch the trailer? Yeah, why not? Why not? You can't hear it. Kev, I can turn it on on my side. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I've i already watched it, so guys, I'm just going to pretend. I mean, I can. do you want me to set it so you can hear it? Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm I good. Because like I don't want, I don't want kids, you to do one on the extra the work, Should the kids Kevin. hear it? Yeah, make the kid, let the kids hear it. Well, I mean, I'm always down to do my, my job. <laughs> I, I, I just Kevin, don't want to, like... Kevin, is your reluctance because it's a horror game? There's no reluctance here. Uh-huh. I'm not being reluctant. Kevin's, Kevin's scared. <laughs> we can hear it in your voice, Kevin. Hold on. The fear. Hold on. I keep talking. Talk to the kids. Okay. Kids. So, I, so I've already seen this trailer. All right. Um, well, now you're going to watch it again, and you're going to hear it. You happy? <laughs> All right. I did oh, it. I'm going to hear it? Yeah. Oh, you, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. I don't, don't make this a big thing. All right. Here we go. Peggy 18. Hey. Peggy 18. Peggy 18. Hello. Do you have any interest you in the Little Hope? Fucking stop talking over so it. So no doubt you <laughs> discovered that the legend had a glimmer of truth to it. Now, I wanted to show you this. Don't be put off by the title. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. Anyway. The story of Little Hope will take you to a place that has a dark history. Yeah, the group of teens. A place that, like many adults. such towns in 1692, was gripped by the fear of witchcraft. It was a place where neighbor denounced neighbor. And it was a place where self-styled witchfinders dispensed the cruelest of punishments. So much. Death. The true question, of course, was whether the accused really did consort with evil, or was there a dark presence manipulating those who accused them? Together, by God's grace, little hope will prevail. Or perhaps it was something else entirely. I dare say we'll find out. Hmm? And find out you must, if you want to stay alive and keep those around you safe. What is that? One thing you will certainly discover is that all that suffering, all that malice, leaves a profound effect. It creates repercussions. There are always repercussions. New chapter opens. A brand new story.
hope to see you soon. Maybe in Little Hope, maybe somewhere else. It's inevitable. Summer 2020. Imran, did, uh, did, <laughs> you're not into it, Kevin? I don't play scary games. Oh no, man! But like, you. did you play, did you play Until Dawn? Because Until Dawn is not that scary. No, nah, I mean I I've watched people play it because I had to. It was my job. <laughs> I really liked Until Dawn. I did not like Man of Madon that much. Yeah, I'm in the same place where I I loved Until Dawn. Man of Madon I played, and I was like, this is very okay, like mediocre to okay. Uh, and Little Hope, I want to be excited for, but knowing that it is more like knowing that it is it's in the Dark Pictures anthology, and knowing that it's probably going to be more along the lines of Man of Madon, uh, and less along the lines of Until Dawn, kind of makes me sad. But like, I mean, setting wise and in terms of setup, it looks like it's airing on the side of Until Dawn a bit. But who knows? We'll see. Even watching the trailer, like, I'm not, I'm not like excited, excited. Though I am kind of, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Because I like I want to give him another chance, honestly. I want to give him another chance, and despite me not loving Man of Madon, there's something about those games that still hits the spot. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm not necessarily looking for it. I'm not necessarily looking for it to be like a like an incredible, like amazing game. I am looking for it to be something that hits the spot for me. If yeah. that makes sense. I think if it has the same plot twist again, uh I'm not gonna oh, yeah. spoil the plot twist. If that if they do that again, I'm gonna I'm off board for the rest of the series because like yeah. there's only so many times they can use that. But Man of Badon had a number of problems. One of them was that they did just didn't have control of the engine all that well. So there was a lot of situations where it would cut scenes and then you would go to a character and it would like textures would load in and it would be so obvious in a, like a really bad way. Uh, what else? Like the acting wasn't as good. The story just wasn't as good because like you're doing all this like uh, what are you, character moments with the characters. Presumably to build to something, but when it builds to it, it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah, it it needs a it needs an overhaul in terms of writing, in terms of engine, in terms of a lot of things. So mm-hmm. if they can pull it off, great. I I would love for them to do that because I did love Until Dawn, but I I'm interested but not necessarily confident. Imran, I'm very excited to see what um, Little Hope becomes in summer 2020. But summer 2020 at this point, it feels so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Before I get to out today, let me tell you about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hymns. You've heard us talk about Hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Kind of Funny's own Nick and Andy can attest that they're looking and feeling great due to Hims hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness solution for men. And I can I, I can attest to that also. Nick and Andy look great. They smell great. I don't know if the smelling part has to do with Hims, but let me tell you, man, it all, it all just comes together. Thanks to science, bald this can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. For Hims connects you to real doctors online, which can save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to forhims.com slash games daily. That's forhims.com slash games daily. Prescription requires an online consultation with a, phys- a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. This offer is valid if only if prescribed, three-month minimum subscription, additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash games daily. We're also brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know that the single, the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care is this. If you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric... Electric... 
elect man, my mouth is so dry today. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full, even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with a pre-marked string to help help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always just right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company out today we got fallout 76 wastelanders for ps4 xbox one and pc path of giants for switch boot hill bounties for switch x out for pc impulse control for pc selfless heroes for pc heaven's world for pc probe for pc city destructor for pc receiver 2 for pc and mac and then this week's red dead online update features free roam event bonuses and ability card an ability card reward, a new showdown mode variation, returning limited time clothing, and a variety of, of discounts. The new days for you. PUBG Corporation is bringing an, an island back after a little time off with the return of Vikendi in PUBG Season 7. Players can experience the new looks for Dinoland and the Cosmodrome areas, plus a nonstop railroad, railroad circuit for free as part of the 7.1 update. The Survivor Pass. Cold Front Premium Upgrade Rewards, the hardiest players with limited edition weapon skins costumes and more goodies that hint at Vikendi's turbulent past with the lind family april 21st on pc and april 28th on consoles with the 7.1 update and then remnant remnant from the ashes will launch a, a new premium dlc swamps of courses for 9.99 on pc that's steam april 28th and on xbox one and ps4 at a later date and then today valve announced the return of the steam game festival with the summer edition kicking off june 9th 2020 the steam game festival is an event that shines a spotlight on games set to release within the next year from june 9th to 14th game developers have the opportunity to show their their upcoming releases to a global gaming audience giving gamers on steam the chance to try them out learn more and add games to their wish list man and now have it for june right now feels like i like i look at that like oh june 9th that seems that's objectively fairly soon yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels so far away though. And that's not a segue. It literally yeah. just feels so so far yeah. away. Also, I want to point out, I haven't played PUBG in a minute. I reading that PUBG like th- that update, apparently I just don't know what PUBG is anymore cuz that sounds like a different game. Dude, yeah, I was like Dino Land. Yeah, like Dino Land and Cosmodrome. Like what the fuck? <laughs> What's that? I thought it was just like prisoners are on an island and they shoot each other and now it's apparently now the island is coming back as a nostalgia thing. Dude, as a nostalgia thing, yeah, that's the crazy part. Yeah. Uh, y'all trying to play some PUBG later? What's up? Mm. Kevin, did you play PUBG? Oh, Kevin's just gone. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. Uh, oh, I yeah, right I, here. I used to play that PUBG. Uh, I gotta be honest. Probably not. No? Gonna be, I'm not going to be jumping in hey, anytime I'm in. soon. I, I could be convinced to get back into Apex at this point, but PUBG, I think... PUBG is a step too far at this point. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, deal of the day for you, of course, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey are free for the month starting tomorrow, so get on that. Now it's time for reader mail, of course, you can write into patreon.com slash games where you can show ad-free, do all that stuff. The Nail Biologist writes in to patreon.com slash games just like you can, and says, Hi, Blessing Imran. Over the weekend, CD Projekt Red announced that Cyberpunk will, will receive a Witcher 3 size DLC expansion eventually, and I just want to know, how much content is too much content? Do you get turned off or taken aback when starting an older game or starting a new one knowing how much extra stuff will be available to you if you uh, if you play it, knowing other games are coming soon slash eventually? I know this this may be rich coming from me, a guy who plays uh, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen, but still, I always see games with huge open worlds that seem to have little guidance or just too much to do as just too much. Thanks, the nanobiologist. Imran, what are your thoughts on this? There is definitely too much content, but honestly, if I'm enjoying a game, I'll play every bit of it. And it, like, there's different degrees of enjoyment, right? Like, it, if I sometimes I'll just mainline it for the end. I didn't. I love Breath of the Wild. It's I think one of the best games of all time. I didn't see every inch of that game when I decided I was done. I was just done. I went to Ganon and finished the game. But I don't think like Witcher Three is a good example. I haven't actually finished that game. I also still love it. 
I, but when people talk about deal like big DLC for that game, that's amazing. I'm, I kind of think about like, oh, I'd love to get back into it, but I've got to do so much before I get to that DLC and just kind of get sleepy and stop. There is an ex- a the line of too much content is going to vary depending on game and depending on person. Like Nanobiologist mentions, he plays FF14, and FF14 is a game I'm waiting to play until they do the compression of the early game quests at for like 5.3 patch or whatever. I, yes, uh, it's one of those things of, it's gonna vary depending on who you are and what you want from a game. I finished all of the seven, and I probably didn't need to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, like, I've I've never felt compelled to to have to do all the content in a, mm-hmm. like a big RPG. Like Fallout Four, I played and I loved, and I didn't do probably most of the side quests in the game. Right. And like, I, I granted, I went back and I got all the endings, but that, that's because at a certain point I was trying to get the trophies. But like, I, for the most part, right, like Witcher, Witcher 3, for an example, like I found Witcher 3 to be like impressive and excellent. And I found myself getting lost in that world. And part of the reason was that it felt like there was more content than I could, I could consume. And I think that is, I like, I think there, it's like, it's almost like the opposite of a completionist sort of thing where like, I like the idea that there are stories out there that I'm in the in in the world of The Witcher that I'm not going to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, same with like any other RPG. Like in Final Fantasy VII Remake, my original time through, I didn't complete most of the side quests because I was trying to get it done for review, and I was super fine with that, right? Like the idea that there's there's more more story to explore. This world feels bigger than I'm able to like that I'm that I'm able to uh, consume. I don't know that there's something about that that feels special and feels cool to me. So the idea that the cyberpunk universe is going to keep keep on expanding i'm fine with that in fact like the idea that i can just keep going back to it over and over again and still have new con- uh, content sounds awesome to me uh that said like in terms of dlc coming after the fact it's so difficult for a game to get me back like after i've already f- finished it and put it down mm-hmm. like breath of the wild is probably the one example of me being done with a game and uh dlc coming out like a year like or I guess like nine months later, if we're talking about the the second DLC that came out for Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And that one got me back in. But even when I came back in, it was one of those things of like, all right, like I was invested, I was heavily invested in March when this game originally came out. But now that we're in December, like I'm playing it, but I don't really care as much about finishing the thing because I already had my experience with it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious if Cyberpunk is able to kind of get over that like if cyberpunk is able to pull me back in and be like uh, and pull me back in more so to the point of me of me being fully invested again as opposed to like dipping my toes in again a good example of like how it varies from person to person is like i've been reading barrett's kind of like playthrough of persona 5 royal and he's loving that game it, to him it's cements it as persona 5 is like one of his favorite games of all time or if not his favorite game of all time and for me the last thing i want to do is play more persona 5 i enjoyed it fine at the time but i played 70 80 hours of it and i don't want to replay that game again even if there's like some new things to play like even if it was a major overhaul i don't need more persona 5 in my life so mm-hmm. that is an example of that is too much content for me but for Barrett, it's perfect, and he ends up loving that game even more. Yeah, Persona Five, I feel like is a very specific thing, though, because like the the idea of because I love Persona Five, the original one. I I played 120 hours of it and beat it. But the idea of playing that whole game over again to get to the new content, like I know it's like the I knew, I know new content is sprinkled throughout that game, but I know the bulk of it is like the new semester is like after like at the at the end of the original right. game the idea that i'm playing this hundred hour game again so that i can get to the new stuff i'm like man that sounds insane to me granted i played persona 4 golden but also persona 4 golden was my first one like i didn't play the original persona 4 um and so that's that's a step that's like way too far for me that like who knows man if i get bored enough during this quarantine i might end up going back and playing even more persona 4 uh or persona 5 royal um but yeah man i wish for that one they just released like a separate like maybe like an optional like DLC thing that they that they dropped at the end of it that I could play. The second they described that new Xenoblade's like new content as an epilogue, I was off board because like I love mm-hmm. Xenoblade. That's one of my favorite JRPGs. I'm so glad that they're remaking it, but I'm not gonna play through that entire game to get through an epilogue. I'm gonna watch it on YouTube, and I know that sucks, but 
that's that's I can't put on another hundred hours of that game. Now it's time to squad up. Jay Chicago writes in with a squad up on PS4 and says, "Hey guys, I'm looking to squad up with anyone on PS4. My PSN name is Just One More." Currently addicted to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Let's run some hardcore team deathmatch, battle royale, plunder, or whatever, really. I mostly play around 5 to 8 p.m. Central Time for short bursts throughout the week and random times on the weekend. I'll be a new dad uh, a month from now, so may the gamer gods have mercy on my soul. Uh, Jay Chicago's PSN, again, is is uh, just one more, and it's not the number one. It is spelled W-O-N, so just W-O-N more. Clever. I like it. It's also in the comments. It's also in the in the comments if you want to check that out. Description, sorry. Or description. Thank you, Kevin. Can, uh, now it's time for kind of funny. You don't have to repeat it. Is all I'm saying. I don't have to repeat it, Kevin. No, they they can hear no? me. They can hear you. That's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, now it's time for kind of slash you're wrong, where you can write and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Let's see here. Neobiology writes in, it says, Marvel may not have a PSA by Miles Morales, but they are giving away 12 free comics via Marvel Unlimited app. They are Amazing Spider-Man, Red Goblin, Avengers Final Host, Avengers Kree Skull, and then a bunch of bunch more Avengers slash Black Panther slash Captain America stuff. Um, and are available through May 4th. No sign-up necessary. Thanks for that. Well, apparently, I was wrong about Xenoblade. You can just play the uh, epilogue straight from the game. I'm not maybe not going to spend 60 bucks just to do that. But yeah, that's that's cool to know. I don't not have to play the entire Xenoblade to see that part. And then let's see. Neil Bodges writes in and says XCOM 2 released on February 5th, 2016. And then Neil Bodges also says, Blessing, you're wrong for not hitting the desk. It's tradition, it's part of a routine. I think I didn't I think I did hit the desk. I just didn't hit it too hard. Coward. Yeah. And so I just don't want to break it, you know? Kevin, as a desk expert, how much pressure would you need to put on that desk to actually break it? Oh, I am confident that I can fully stand on it. Hmm. I could fully stand on it. Now, if I jumped up and kicked down as I'm coming down, I could definitely break it. But, but it would it would take an entire Kevin, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I think when this whole thing is over, we should have you stand on the desk and see what happens. All right, we I'm, sta- I'm standing on my desk now. Totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. Oh my fine. god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tomorrow's hosts are Greg and Gary Witta, so stay tuned for that. Have a happy Witta Wednesday tomorrow. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerd news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, stay healthy.